0: Hello and welcome to the Way Deacon English Literature Podcast on J.B. Priestley's socialist masterpiece, An Inspector Calls. In this podcast, we will be discussing the young, foolish, drunken and even dangerous character of Eric Birling. Age is an important theme in An Inspector Calls. Priestley uses it to show how he believed that there was hope in the younger generation's ability to learn and change. The famous younger generation, as Arthur Berling refers to them, are used in the play to show the importance of a progressive, empathetic attitude, even after one has committed grievances against those in a lower class. The older characters' opinions and behaviours are stubbornly fixed in this play. Mr. Berling refuses to learn, and Mrs. Berling cannot see the obvious negative traits of herself and her children. Eric and Sheila, however, are younger, and, subsequently, are able to accept their mistakes and offer the chance for a brighter future. However, it is up to us, as the audience, to decide whether Eric's mistakes can be shifted aside, as they are arguably far worse than Sheila's. Eric is the Berling's son, whose conflicts with his father show and expose the darker side of his character. It is revealed that at times Eric is a nasty drunk. In comparison to other characters, he is also quite weak, moody, and generally not particularly nice when we initially meet him. We immediately see his lack of self-control through Priestley's intelligent use of stage directions, such as takes the canter and helps himself, also suddenly bursting out, and the simple one-word stage direction of guffaws, all in Act 1. These are designed to show Eric's temperamental nature and, when coupled with his familiarity with alcohol, referenced throughout Act 1 with the word quiffy, the audience become immediately wary of this young man. However, it is important not to think of Eric's character as completely one-dimensional, even with his drunken foolishness and his obvious appalling role in Eva Smith's suicide as there are some very subtle parts of the play in which Priestley uses Eric to show the younger generation's mindset, in comparison to that of their parents, of being more open and even engaged with current affairs. Early on in the play, Priestley uses Eric as a vehicle to interrupt the capitalist, ignorant ramblings of his father, I'm sure you can remember Berling's early speech about cranks, bees in a hive, the Titanic being absolutely unsinkable, and how even the Germans don't want war. Well, can you remember when Eric disrupts his father's ideology with some questions when he embarks on these ignorant rants? Eric says things like, what about war? He also says, yes, I know, but still. And he also says, what's the joke? Started telling stories. It is clear that Eric wants to be part of his father and Gerald's conversation at this point, but he is also keen to interrupt his father's one-sided ramblings too. His input is met with phrases like, Just keep quiet, Eric! Early on, the audience can see Mr. Bailing is indeed not the kind of father a chap could go to, as Eric proclaims later in Act 3. Personally, a huge moment for Eric early on in the play is when he exclaims, Why shouldn't they try for higher wages? We try for the highest possible prices. At this point, he is at complete loggerheads with his father as he inadvertently exposes the hypocrisy, greed and selfishness of the upper-class capitalist regime. As a staunch socialist, this was one of J.B. Priestley's main aims of this play. He executes this personally through Eric as even Berling's own son can see how his outlook and mindset on business are not only wrong but also cruel and how it affects the everyday lives of very real people as we can see through Eva Smith's death. However, even though we might enjoy Eric's interruptions as they further embarrass his father and slow down his tirade of capitalist rambling, It is also important to note how Eric's drinking problem is constantly alluded to, both by Priestley and by Eric's own family. His mother comments on how her son Eric seems to be in an excitable, silly mood as she's trying to justify his squiffy behaviour by alluding to a veil of immaturity on Eric's behalf. Later, she comments, Oh, I'm afraid he may have had rather too much to drink tonight. We were having a little celebration here. Eric's drunkenness is even commented upon by the inspector who as the stage direction states cuts in and says isn't he used to drinking? These constant references to Eric's alcohol consumption add a much more sinister and unpredictable nature to his character which comes to full fruition when we learn in detail about his role in Eva Smith's demise. Overall It is clear that Eric is rather spoiled and could be initially interpreted that his parents believe he can't do anything wrong. However, I believe the relationship between Eric and his parents is much more fractured than this. It's clear that Mr. Berlin is thrilled to have Gerald as a potential son-in-law, mainly due to the union between the two families of business, the Crofts and the Berlins. but there is also undoubtedly an element of Eric being excluded by his father in his opening discussion with Gerald. Eric could be seen as an outcast of the Berlin family and his crimes against Eva are far more sinister and physical than those of the rest of the Bailings, even if Eric himself views them only as a chap who easily turns nasty. The audience could interpret Eric's character as quite insecure and not very comfortable around other people. At one point he is described by Priestley as in his mid-twenties, not quite at ease, half shy, half assertive. His low self-esteem is revealed and the fact his parents ignore his problems and clearly do not fully understand the extent of his drinking problem, it could be argued that Eric was left to commit his crimes against Eva without his family being aware earlier about the extent of his issues. It's up to us as audience members to decide whether Eric's parents, particularly his mother Sybil, were ignorant to his problems or simply defending him against the inspector in the play. Sybil Burling shows her ignorance about Eric in two ways. First, by defending Eric. She shouts, of course not, when the inspector suggests that he is used to drinking. Secondly, she states that Eric is only a boy. Eric is not a boy, but a young man, but Sybil refuses to see this. Her shock at this revelation, shown through the stage direction staggered, is further evidence of this. Like many wealthy capitalist families, Eric was able to gain a position at his father's business, despite his obvious shortcomings and alcohol abuse. This is subtly noted in Act 3, as the audience observe how he pours his whiskey with, quote, familiarity. However, this is ignored by his family due to its impropriety. Eric abuses his position at his father's business to steal and give money to Beaver Smith following his sexual abuse affair which resulted in her pregnancy and subsequently her encounter with Mrs. Berling, who ironically believes the father of this child should suffer the hardest consequences. While we're here, we must look at how Mrs. Berling states that he should be made an example of if the girl's death is due to anybody, then it's due to him. What a fantastic use of dramatic irony by Priestley, as he well and truly shines a light on the ignorance of the capitalist elite in this play. Back to Eric. Eric clearly disrespects his father's business, when, as previously mentioned, he steals from it to provide Eva with money. Eric admits how I got the money from the office, quote, and his father responds by telling him how, until every penny of that money you stole is you paid, you'll work for nothing. Mr. Berling even refers to his son as a hysterical young fool following the inspector's inspection of Eric's character. His shortcomings and indeed his crimes are clear to see. How? What else is clear is how Eric does show great remorse when he realises what he's done. He admits, ''My God, I'm not likely to forget.'' He also turns on his parents' way of thinking, exposing them as extremely selfish and even berates them for refusing to see what they've done. Towards the end of the play, he's outraged at his parents' refusal to take responsibility for their actions. He states, you're beginning to pretend now that nothing's really happened at all. Unlike his parents, he even admits his sexist views of women like Eva, even before his treatment of her are wrong. He admits how he just used her for the end of a stupid drunken evening as if she was an animal, a thing, not a person. In the end, Eric and his sister Sheila are the only characters who recognise their mistakes and appear to be willing to change. Eric even stands up to his parents and accuses his own mother of murdering her own grandchild. Priestley uses the younger generation to show change and amend the views commonly seen in post-war Britain suggesting that even despite their awful mistakes previously, people can and should repent and save society from itself. Eric may even function as a warning against immoral behaviour, including drinking, casual relationships, and of course the ignorance of the capitalist elite, which Priestley was trying to warn us about. So, Eric Berling, a drunken idiot who made a mistake or quite a sinister character who genuinely wanted to repent for his acts. Perhaps he is a mix of all of this. The importance of this discussion is how we use our evidence to explore the different elements of Eric's character, as well as the methods used by Priestley to convey them.